This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Welcome back to the Week in Ball podcast. My name is Alex Adams, live here in Ottawa, Ontario, uh, covering Team Canada at the FIBA World Cup. That is what I am doing, uh, even though I'm not there anymore. Um, this is going to be a different uh, podcast for everyone. I'm going to do my first solo podcast. I've done at least 100 now uh, as a podcaster, and I've never done a solo podcast. So uh, bear with me. I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to preview a little bit the Canada versus USA game, which... I mean, if if you're a Canadian basketball fan, obviously it's not for gold. At the same time, uh, and it will be 4.30 in the morning, Eastern, 1.30 a.m. Pacific. But it's something you can get up for because Canada's going to try to win its first medal ever at a at a FIBA World Cup, men or women. Um, and that's pretty special. Uh, this program, the, the, the men's program specifically, has been you know, down in the dumps, we've gone over how close they've been to making the Olympics. Um, they've never had this type of push at a FIBA World Cup as well. And so the fact that they're they're right there and they have a chance to, to get a medal for the first time against their arch nemesis in the U.S., although maybe they're not arch nemesis, you know, they don't have that same level of hatred for each other or um, rivalry between these two teams yet this might be the start of it right when we're thinking about the these two programs where Canada basketball's going and the ascension they've been having the past couple of years and especially in this tournament finally making it through and then the USA in my opinion basketball has never been better at, at in terms of it's a global game now, right? Um, you look at Germany, you look at Serbia, they have NBA players, but they don't have a lot. Um, but at the same time, the 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 global game has just gotten improved. It's not just Americans that are good at basketball. This isn't, as Steve Kerr said, it's, it's not 1992. So it's going to be a really, really fun game. And uh, I'm really excited. And I'm just going to preview a little bit of what to expect. And um, these two teams have been playing against other teams throughout the tournament that are they've been that you always say okay Germany's been playing with each other for years Latvia Serbia Slovenia Lithuania France Spain all these teams have played together for years Canada and the USA have not and that's what's going to be cool this game's going to feel more like an NBA game if you're an NBA fan and that's pretty fun and these teams match up in an interesting way right um I would say Canada defensively has been much stronger than the U.S. The U.S. has given up the most points I've ever had given up in, in a FIBA World Cup in 113 against Germany. And before that, the, the previous record was 110 against Lithuania a couple days back. So um, while Canada, you know, has been one of the best offensive teams alongside the U.S., U.S. averaging 102 points a game, Canada 94 so it's going to be probably a bit of a track meet, right? Um, these guys know each other pretty well, unlike maybe 
as Anthony Edwards, I think, said against Lithuania. I'm oh, 22 was pretty good. I think it was 22. Don't quote me on it. But um, those are the types of things that's going to be interesting in this game is that it's going to feel more like an NBA game. And um, I want to start with the stars just because Ant or Anthony Edwards has probably been the best player for the U.S., averaging um, close to 18 a game, but uh, has been really, really good in, in stretches. Wasn't as great against um, Germany, but led a bit of their charge at the end. And they, the U.S. had a chance at the end of the game. Um, while Canada, obviously, SGA, uh, we don't need to talk about how great he is because I probably spent, I think this is our 24th episode together uh, or 25th. Uh, every single time we've talked about how great Shea is, but um, that's going to be interesting how the U.S. tries to guard him, right? Um, I'm thinking if I'm them, I'd put Mikhail Bridges, very long defender, really good on ball, not so good or mediocre off ball. Um, but the thing with this U.S. team, they don't really have a lot of elite defenders other than Jaron Jackson, who is averaging 2.7 fouls a game. That's something to look forward to or to look at throughout this game is is Jaron Jackson in foul trouble. They didn't go to Walker Ke- uh, Walker Kessler uh, um, in uh, in um, in the game against Germany. So will they do that, play him um, against Canada? And, and, you know, Canada and the U.S. have had similar problems, that they're both undersized uh, compared to a lot of these teams. That might not be good for Canada in a way because a lot of the reason why the U.S. lost to Germany and to the, the uh, Lithuanians was because they got beat up on the boards and Canada is not going to do that. Right. Um, and uh, like the, the Germans had 25 points, uh, second chance points. Right. Um, so that's not really Canada's strength. Um, at the same time, I think Canada will have probably the best defensive team to match up against the U S in terms of Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Dwight Powell, I think, against Jaron Jackson is an interesting matchup. I don't, Jaron Jackson isn't the offensive force uh, such as other bigs in this tournament. Uh, I think he's been maybe better in a NBA setting offensively than in a FIBA setting. And so that's going to be one thing to to look out for. At the same time, um, who's going to guard Ant? Uh, I'd imagine Dylan Brooks, but. unlike maybe Luca or other guys that he's had to guard against. Uh, Ant is so explosive. And how does Canada, do they pack the paint? Um, do they force him to be a jump shooter? He's only been shooting on six attempts a game, only 31%. So if Canada makes Ant a, a jump shooter, I think they'll feel pretty good about their chances. At the same time, RJ Barrett going against Jaron Jackson, I don't really like that matchup in the paint. Um, and... Uh, Kelly Olenek might be a game that he can play a bit better, right? That the problem is, unlike all these other teams that they played that maybe aren't as athletic as the U.S., is that I worry about Kelly Olenek's defense. He has been really, really bad on the defensive side. He's been blown by numerous, numerous times in that Serbia game, in the Spain game, Brazil too. And when you have guys like Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Paolo Bancaro, I don't know how I almost butchered his name. Um, obviously, Anthony Edwards being the primary one, even Jalen Brunson, who's really crafty around the rim. That's going to be tough. Uh, if I'm Jordy Fernandez, I don't know if this is a Kelly Olenek game. And that's sad to say because he started out the tournament so well and 
Um, we can go forward looking a little bit into where does he play in Paris, right? I'm sure he's going to be there if he wants to be. But what type of role does he have with his maybe defensive limitations? And when he's not making shots and not really an offensive threat, uh, that's going to be tough. So I th- I think Canada, this is going to be a tough game, right? It's the USA. They this People talk about this as their B team. At the same time, their B team is pretty damn good. And Germany played maybe their just a heck a heck of a game. They won by two points, right? So um, I wouldn't say Canada's really played a great all-around game, and that's probably what they need to do to beat the U.S. at the same time. Uh, I think probably matchup-wise, they don't have the size that bothers Canada. Um, obviously, they have the athleticism. Um, I do wonder how Canada will score against the U.S. Now, the U.S. has been, as I said, has been giving up a lot mostly off second chance points, but they don't have a lot of great defenders, as I said. So can Canada, similar to the Slovenia game, take advantage of that and really go at guys like Jalen Brunson or Paolo Banquero or um, obviously Mikhail Bridges, Josh Hart are good defenders. Austin Reeves is a decent defender as well, can be, depending on the situation. But they don't have just standouts. Um, and so other than maybe Bridges and, and Jackson. So... I think Canada will be able to get mostly to their spots, but at the same time, they'll need to shoot well. They'll need to get out in transition, um, but it might be tougher because they're against more NBA athletes than other teams. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what the Jalen Brunson versus SGA matchup, how that goes, how does Canada put SGA on Brunson because Brunson likes the ball, um, is obviously great at getting to the rim, or into the paint and distributing and, and making those floaters and just a really crafty, really a FIBA player. Um, interesting, he hasn't been the focal point of this team where it really felt out of the tournament that he would be and it really turned into more Anthony Edwards. I think Tyrese Al Halliburton is going to be really tough for Canada to guard. Um, I mean, these are all self-explanatory in a lot of ways, but the fact that Canada can throw out a Lou Dort, a um, Dylan Brooks, um, against guys like Anthony Edwards, against guys like uh, Tyrese Halliburton and uh, Mikhail Bridges, that will be tough for the U.S. to score when they've been leading the tournament in points. And I think they're going to maybe regress a little bit in this game because of the defenders Canada can throw out that other teams couldn't, right? Like they didn't lose to Lithuania or to Germany because they couldn't score. It was because they couldn't defend. So Overall, it's going to be a huge, huge game for these two programs. And if Canada can win this game, man, man, oh, man, that what a cherry on top that would be. Right. Um, this program's been pushing it for so, so long to to get a medal and to, to get it against the USA would be pretty, pretty sweet. I would be more than more than excited for that for that opportunity and would really set the stage for Paris where they say, hey, we beat the U.S., we can beat anyone in the world. Um, they beat the world number one. They beat the reigning silver medalist. They beat if they beat the U.S. They beat, beat the reigning gold medalist at the Olympics. So, um, man, get your popcorn ready. I do think the U.S. should be. I think I saw they were six and a half point favorites. I, I, I don't. I that feels fair to me. Um, as much as that hurts me to say. Um, I think Canada was exposed for their lack of shooting, their lack of playmaking, and their lack of size. Now, um, offensively, those things might 
rear their their head. I don't know if the lack of size will. So defensively, I expect them to be pretty good considering. For me, it's more their offense. Can they get the shots they want? And this USA team, as I said, I don't think has the greatest defenders. Um, so for me, the the X factor is Kelly Olenek um, because he can hasn't brought really much to this team the past since the Latvia game. And can he bring some much needed offense? RJ Barrett will be interesting. I, I don't know if he'll be able to get his shot, get to the rim like he has in a couple of the other games. But maybe he does because of just maybe the USA's lack of continuity. Um, what will also be interesting is how much these two teams go into this game, right? And you watch any types of sports at the Olympics, the bronze medal game, sometimes people just don't want to be there, right? They don't care. They The USA came for gold. Canada said they wanted to come to gold, but I, I'd imagine that the Canadians are a bit more motivated than the US, the US team just to, to get that medal because they've never done it. Um, in this program's history, at least in a in a World Cup. So that might be something where the Americans might be a bit sluggish comparatively to the Canadians who really might want it. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. We, I haven't been talking to Tyrese Halliburton or Mikhail Bridges or Anthony Edwards. Um, but another thing is just really um, because of the fact that the USA does have a lot of shooters, um, even though, you know, you might not think about it that way, but um, Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Austin Reeves, um, it's going to be tough for Canada to really guard those guys on the perimeter. Um, and they've been giving up a high volume. They gave, they've been letting teams like Slovenia shoot really well. Serbia shot amazingly from three. I worry about that in this game is how does Canada get away from, I just worry that they, the lack of rim protection leads to the USA getting downhill and then kicking out to shooters and that's been hard for Canada to defend because they don't really have a shot blocker then they get into rotation and it's done so after that so um overall uh I think the USA are, are definitely favorites in this game but we have SGA and when you have SGA man it's <laughs> that's something that he's the best player on the court as good as Anthony Edwards has been SGA is better than him right now, in my in my humble opinion. Um, and I'm a voter. Uh, we'll see what happens in the final. But I think SGA has been the best player in the tournament. Even in his off night, he had 15-9 against Serbia. And he wasn't – maybe he took dumb fouls. But um, And then when he played Luka Doncic, who probably was going into this tournament the favorite for MVP or just the best player in the tournament, he I thought he outplayed him. So to have that at the end of the game – for me, the way for Canada to win this game is that it's close at the end and then Shea takes over and the U.S. goes maybe to iso ball and just can't match Shea's pound for pound, getting to the line, taking the right shots at the end of game. My worry is that at the end of the day, the U.S. just has a bit more depth and talent. Um, we'll see how the officiating is. If Canada's in foul trouble, I'm very worried because Canada's starters, no offense to Trey Bell-Haynes, Alexander, um, Melvin Edgem um, are not at the same place as all the NBA players the U.S. is rolling out. So if the game is close, I really like Canada just because they have a guy like SGA. If the U.S. can really um, either get Canada in foul trouble, which I'm more worried about the bigs. I don't, I'm not too worried about the guys on the perimeter um, just because there's going to be, it's going to be more like an NBA game. It's not going to be 
just the team flying around doing different cuts and pin downs and um it, and and trying to rotate after offensive rebounds right it's gonna be more a bit more iso ball so you're in front of the guy it's a bit easier not to foul in a lot of ways so overall i think canada shouldn't be in foul trouble and if they're not and the game is close it's sga time sga's time and he'll he'll bring us he'll bring it over the finish line but at the same time will the usa just overmatch canada um pound for pound but if you look at the top seven of canada's roster versus the usa's roster sure the usa's i'd say is better but i think that much better um i don't know I, i really don't know and i do like powell against jackson um he's not gonna force too much pressure on Powell to, to pick up fouls like maybe Milatunov or um, Willie Hurton and Gomez in the Spain game or even Rudy Gobert kind of um, in the France game. I think it'll be a bit easier. Jackson's more on the perimeter. He's not really has the biggest post-up arsenal or, or kind of bag, uh, shall we say. So this this team, this is this game, sorry, is just going to be so fun and i am so excited i know i am jet lagged i've been covering this team for a long time i still feel the jakarta hours right now as i'm recording this it's basically middle of the night in jakarta um but um i think i i'm definitely excited to watch this game and man oh man if they are if canada is able to win this game it would be a cherry on the top and um I know some people are disappointed they lost to Serbia. I still am a firm believer if the refs didn't take Canada out of the game, Canada could have won that game as well as Serbia was playing. Um, I thought they just made it so dysfunctional and so running uphill for the Canadians that it really shouldn't have been. Um, but full credit to the Serbians. But to to go back, you know, that's FIBA. That happens. Canada doesn't have the same maybe wisdom or know how to to get the foul calls to to play the right way and they didn't have their best game either right and the serbians i thought played just phenomenally so sure people are upset that they're not in the final and they should be to some extent at the same time i as annoyed as i was and you could see it on twitter with my my refing uh, with the refs in in that last game I've just felt blissful, man. After that that Spain game where they came back and uh, it was just a blur to me. It, I did not expect it to happen. I been fall. I remember 2015. I was 17, so excited about the team, watching them uh, with Kelly and Nick Stauskas, Sauce Castillo, shout out Andrew Wiggins and, and Robert Sacre, the goat. Um, and then obviously in 21, I remember that how just excited I was when Wiggins made that shot to, to they had that crazy like 10 point comeback in two minutes and then they're up in the overtime and then freaking uh Thomas Sadoransky ruins my day with a BS shot that you know Ludor was perfect he did everything he could and then Trey Lyles after an amazing Nick Nurse play uh has a wide open eight footer and rims out in and out. So that is no more. Jay 
Dylan Brooks had one of the most phenomenal comebacks I've ever seen in one of the most exciting games. And being there in person was just an honor. And I'll always remember it and always remember taking a video of RJ Barrett dancing after the game and um, Dylan, uh, not Dylan Brooks, but Dwight Powell being emotional and just the atmosphere and knowing they, they finally slayed the d- dragon or the demons of this program. So the fact that they're at the Olympics, gravy on top and to be top four in the world, no matter what, pretty sick considering all the guys are missing and sure all a lot of other teams the u.s included are missing a lot of players but um it is what it is but um their ranking's going to go higher the olympics in a lot of ways is kind of an easier tournament um just in terms of there's um it's much easier to make it to the to the quarterfinals and then once you make the quarterfinals you're you're right there so um overall it's uh what a run now let's cap it off with a big win that would be pretty that'd be pretty fun against the u.s and all all the guys can hold it over their head going into the nba season and then into paris and i'll talk a bit more we'll have some reaction pots just in terms of the the roster next year and um i have my views of who should be on the team who shouldn't um, I'm 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 definitely Wiggins, Jamal, Nemhard. I don't know who else. Um, I think you need another big. Who is that? Brandon Clark, sure, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. I don't know if that's something he'll do. Um, same with the, um, you know, Chris Boucher doesn't really make sense. I think they need a big. Even Ken Birch, maybe, but he seems a bit washed. No offense to him. I love him, but just um, the way his career is going. So um, I think they need a big, um, and I don't think Zach Eadie's ready for it, um, as good as he is in a, in a lot of ways. Just at the highest level, I just don't think he's good enough to be on the court uh, defensively. So, um, and then maybe... I'm not on the Shading Sharp or Matherin Island just because I don't really know you want any young players to be joining this in a FIBA game. Like we we see why Serbia beats you or Brazil or Spain is so hard or Slovenia is that they know this game. And to have a 20, 21, 22 year old who's not the most like they're good. They're amazing athletes, but maybe reading the game defensively and offensively and playmaking isn't their strongest suit. And I just don't know how that makes sense on this team. So um, maybe O'Shea Brissett, that'd be nice. To, um, I'm I'm thinking also Cassius Robertson. I think this team needs a shooter. You look at Germany, they have this guy named Obst, who I think he had 24 against the Americans, just a lights out shooter and can hold his own defensively. That's Cassius Robertson. I saw him in the gym man. that guy does not miss. And that would be someone I'd want on this roster alongside a big. And then I guess I just did went through the roster is that you have the seven NBAers, Wiggins, Jamal, Nemhard as a backup, maybe Kojo, but I like Nemhard a bit more. Cassius and then a big. Brandon Clark, Kyle Alexander, not Chris Boucher. He's just not big enough. So um, anyways, I'll, I, I got sidetracked there on, on a little tangent, but to, to wrap this bow up, um, it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, my heart says Canada. My my mind says USA. Um, I think a lot of that is just how motivated the USA will be in this game because 
their whole goal is always gold. And when they don't get gold, how do they respond? Um, so it would be pretty nice to, to make sure they don't get a medal and we do um, tonight. But thanks to everyone. Um, I wanted to say this on previous pods, but to everyone that's uh, shown support to me and has been so kind to me, um, you know, it's, it's not lost on myself. Um, and to, thanks to Raptors Republic, to Lewis, to Zarar, um, who gave me this opportunity to to cover the team that I've followed for so, so long and cared about so much. Um, so it really means a lot that you guys have been supporting me. And uh, I'm going to be staying on with Raptors Republic throughout. Uh, the. Obviously, we'll have a couple more podcasts later this week, but also throughout the Raptors season, I'm going to be doing a bit of Raptors stuff. I'm a huge fan. Um, I once had the option to get tickets for game five against Philadelphia in 2019 or game seven. This was before the series and I picked game five, made the wrong choice. Um, but uh, so that maybe tells you a little bit about my Raptors love. I'm a huge, huge Raptors fan. Um, they're definitely not in the place I'd like them to be. Um, and uh, so it was very cool to, to at the same time for me personally to interview Sergio and Bruno who, um, I actually saw my plane. So he came on the plane. He had the same plane with me back from Jakarta. He was in economy right in front of me. And, uh, I dapped him up in the airport. He's like, yeah, I got some bad calls against the Latvians. The ref screwed me type of thing. And he was the nicest guy. He kept, he'd always say hi and smile. It was, it was really cool. Like someone who remembers two years from being two years away when I was 16, um, and then now to to kind of know him a bit personally is pretty surreal. And he was nice enough to say, you know, have a safe travels when I left. And he dapped me up after the the flight from to to to, to Tokyo. So um shout out to Bruno, man. Um I don't know why this podcast is ending on a Bruno shout out, but maybe that's because uh he's 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 a, a great guy. But um Thanks so, so much to everyone. I really, really appreciate it. And let's let's get another one. And I'll be doing a reaction pod after. And we'll probably do a couple, at least a pod or two to kind of um, wrap up this tournament. And maybe some rosters, uh, projected rosters, as I talked about in this uh, preview. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks so much again, everyone. I'm the worst at ending podcasts. And uh, I'll see you guys uh early morning tomorrow with a postcast and uh i have my coffee ready for it and uh thanks again to everyone that's uh listened and uh also i'll uh shamelessly plug my behind the play podcast i'll have some cool people cabby richards um ron mcclain if you guys are basketball or um, if you're hockey people um and many more so uh, stay tuned i'm trying to get windhorst on um trying to get ramona shelburne they've all said yes uh to coming on my my podcast behind the play so stay tuned maybe they'll uh you'll see them in the the next couple months so thanks again and uh um i really appreciate the support and uh ciao